Hi, I'm Hugh Hewitt. Thank you for listening to the Town Hall Review Podcast, where we bring you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Our podcast is brought to you through partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy and ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom. Here's a piece yours truly hosted, and I hope you will enjoy I want to talk with you about a case that is underway in Atlanta. Longtime sponsor and friend of the program, the Alliance Defending Freedom. They have a button at HughHewitt.com, by the way, and I encourage you to go and act now to help Alliance Defending Freedom defend freedom. One of their key litigators is my buddy David Cortman, with whom I've done, I don't know, 20 different presentations over the time. I always try and throw curveballs at David. He always hits them out of the park. And one of his great clients is the former fire chief of Atlanta, who is uh, just one of the great individuals out there. He's been the fire chief of Atlanta. He was the head fireman in America. And uh, uh, Chief Cochran is joining us as well. Chief Cochran, David Cortman, welcome to the program. David, would you bring us up to speed on what happened to the chief, the trial that was last year, and what's ahead? Sure. Good to be on again, as, as, as always. What's incredible about this case is, is here's, we have a guy who's at the, the pinnacle of his career, who's been in the, in the fire business, if you will, for over three decades. Um, as you said, was appointed by President Obama to the, the chief fire administrator, the top fire position in the entire country. And because he's also a man of faith, and he, he decides to write a, a, a men's Bible study on his own time. So he does it outside of work. He does his research. And a couple of people at work get a copy of it. Apparently they take the book home. They read this 162-page book. They find one or two offensive things in the book in the middle of it somewhere that basically say that marriage is meant to be uh, between a man and a woman and any sexual activity should be inside of that marriage. They get offended, give it to one of the council members who's openly gay. He complains, and just because of that, they actually, ter- they actually fire the chief. They terminate him from his position, even though he brought the city to, like, the top rating. They're saving the citizens and, and the city millions of dollars because of what the chief has done. And just because he wrote that book that had a couple of lines about what the Bible has said, what, what tens and hundreds of millions of people believe, uh, he lost his career over that. And, and what was the lawsuit earlier this year, David, with the chief? Last yeah, year. And, and over this year. So we've been litigating for a couple of years with the city. Uh, we filed a lawsuit against uh, Mayor Kasim Reed and the city. And the good news was, after years of litigation, the court ruled uh, on our behalf. They basically said that it was unconstitutional for the city to require pre-approval to write his book. So their argument was, this was they used a moonlighting law, believe it or not, and said, well, he's doing this moonlighting, you know, like he's working at some Burger King at night somewhere, huh. um, and said that he had to get permission to be able to write a, a religious book about his faith for a men's Bible study on his own time, he had to get permission first from the city, and the court basically said that's unconstitutional. You can't require people to get permission. The only permission he needs is the First Amendment. Now, Chief Cochran, you've been on before. I've told you this before. I wouldn't expect you to remember, but my grandfather was the fire chief of Ashtabula, and he used to say, you don't get to be a chief unless you've been into a lot of buildings that are on fire. Give us a little bit of idea of your career before we go to the specifics of this case. I want people to know who they're talking about where did you start well thank you Hugh. i really started as a five-year-old kid who one day saw a fire across from where i live and dreamed that one day i'd be a firefighter and through faith and patriotism that dream came true i became a firefighter in 1981 in shreveport louisiana working my way through the ranks i became the fire chief of the city of shreveport and uh, 1999, eight years later, Mayor Shirley Franklin appointed me fire chief of the city of Atlanta, 
20 months later, President Obama appointed me to the United States Fire Administration. And just under a year while I was there, the new mayor of Atlanta came to Washington, D.C. and recruited me back to Atlanta to serve as the fire chief there. And I served him faithfully for five years until he terminated me in January of 2015. It's just unbelievable. Before I, before I move on, the other thing Gramps used to tell me is that every fireman's got one fire in particular in their memory. That was their most dangerous, their most um, dicey bit. What was that for you? For me, that was in 1984 where a coal storage plant in Shreveport exploded and uh, killed one of our uh, hazmat team members and badly burned the other one. I was on the scene of that fire, and um, anhydrous ammonia was just so thick and heavy. It was determined to be innate scientifically, but we found out that day that it was not innate, that it was explosive. And a lot of firefighters, uh, beyond those, beyond the one that died and was burned, uh, was badly exposed to anhydrous ammonia because we weren't wearing our breathing apparatus that day. And um, so that one really stands out, and I'll never forget it. You know, my gramps has never been wrong. Every firefighter I've ever met has one story. And the reason I bring that up is you're not afraid of anything. And therefore, when the city council fires you because you write a Bible study, I doubt for a moment you flinched. How did you find Alliance Defending Freedom? Well, ADF, I uh, discovered them through an allied attorney here in the city of Atlanta who reached out to me uh, and said that um, they would be available to assist me. I was so naive that the city would investigate and find that I did nothing wrong, that I didn't think I would need legal representation. But I met with them just in case, and lo and behold, when I went back after my suspension, I was terminated, and by the grace of God, Alliance Defending Freedom was there, and they've been with me through this entire fiery trial. Now, David Cortman, we know Baronel Stutzman, we know Jack Phillips, we know Chief Cochran. You do get to represent some of the finest people in the world. We do, and, and when you work along with folks like that, you realize what, what good people they are. You know, they're accused of all types of things, oh, you know, that they discriminate, they do all this stuff. In fact, Chief just mentioned uh, the city even put on this bogus investigation and found him not having discriminated against anyone. In fact, Chief has a great story that when he started becoming a firefighter in Shreveport, he was the one discriminated against for being African-American. They made him sleep in different beds. They made him use different dishes. Um, so he swore to himself he would never let that happen to anyone, uh, and yet they still pr- pursued him, even though they cleared him of all that. Now, I want people to go to HughHewitt.com and find the Alliance Defending Freedom button and become a supporter because you win 80% of your cases, but they're not free, David. It takes a lot of time to prepare for this. When do you go to trial on damages for the chief, if you get to go to a trial for damages on the chief? Yeah, it's looking like within the next couple of months. So we're going through all the, you know, the, the legal stuff that you do. And, of course, the city is, is uh, trying to stop everything that's going on as they have the whole case um, trying to stall. But it looks like we'll be going to trial uh, through at the end of this year. And see, that I just want to emphasize to people that it takes money to be in the field, to win as the Alliance Defending Freedom did again and again at the Supreme Court in the last couple of years. Chief, let me ask you, how's your personal life? Are people rallying around you and your family and your former friends at the department, your former colleagues at the department? Thank you for asking, Hugh. My family is good. God has blessed me with a strong and faithful family. Uh, I'm on staff at Elizabeth Baptist Church in Atlanta, and I have a wonderful supporting Pastor and Dr. Craig L. Oliver Sr. and the church family. And the community of faith uh, is very, very supportive. Uh, but unfortunately, um, 
I don't have the relationship that I used to have with a lot of my fire service colleagues because a lot of them are afraid that if they believe like I believe and it's found out by their jurisdictions, what happened to me could possibly happen to them. You know, David Corman, this does raise the hostile workplace environment uh, uh, toward. I don't know if you've been able to bring that yet, but it seems to me if you fire one believer, you threaten every believer in a workplace. You do, and that's the problem with this. You know, people think, well, this is an isolated situation with the chief, and it's not. I mean, it could happen anywhere, especially when you're, you're, you're excelling in your job, you're excelling in your career, and solely because they find out, not that you're walking around telling everybody. I mean, here they had to go take his book home and read it, so it's not like the chief was forcing any, anything on anyone. And just because they found out that this is what he believed, they decided he wasn't fit, and so it makes anyone of faith um, subject to this type of treatment. Well, can, can continue with the fight. Chief Corcoran, great to talk to you. Thank you for all the lives you have saved, all the buildings that you have run into, and all the books that you have written, David Cortman. Always a pleasure to talk with you. i got to do your uh, next time you're before the Supreme Court, come back for your moot court. I always like doing that with David Cortman. And America, listen, go over to Alliance Defending Freedom. It's a button at HughHewitt.com. You go to HughHewitt.com, you scroll down, you'll see a, a picture of Baronel Stutzman holding her granddaughter. It says, act now to preserve freedom for you and your children. Act now. Click on it. Please be a part of the solution. Thank you for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership program offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you enjoy your podcast, take a moment, tell a friend to subscribe today.